Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs. I'm Susie Q. Hey guys, it's Sean. Happy to be back. (laughs) Glad to have you back, Sean. We definitely missed you. So how's how's life been? Life uh, hasn't been too bad. Um, We've we've had a pretty good summer so far. Um, I mean, we've knocked on wood. Uh, only had, you know, the one really hot week, but like I went out yesterday and today and like, it's still been beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like this morning, I think it was like 68 for August. I was like, <laughs> this is just unreal. I mean, it was amazing. Um, I'm just waiting for that to come back and bite us because well, it, it's been yeah, amazing here too. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, we've been in a little bit of a drought most of the season, but, you know, we got a good amount of rain uh, Saturday morning, and then today, too, we got a little bit of rain, so, but still need a lot of catch-up, but still, overall, I mean, not too bad. So. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. And then, let's see here, just, uh, you know, a little reminder for folks out there. Just to, you know, mark it on your calendars for next year. Uh, The 2024 Pedal and Fin Open on Dale Hollow. Saturday, April 27th and Sunday, April 28th. We had the biggest payouts for big bass on both day one and day two. Over $2,000. We're hoping to break that record again next year. Mark your calendars. Come on out, sign up on Tourney X. It's an awesome time. Absolutely. I can't wait to get back down. I there. know. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's Dale Hollow. I mean, 
killer smallmouth. So, yeah. Well, speaking of killer smallmouth and other large fish, <laughs> our special guest today is none other than Mr. Tyler Cole. How are we doing? <laughs> Welcome to the new show, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So, Tyler, give us a little bit of a rundown about uh, who you are for the folks who may not know you, where you're from, how you got into kayak fishing, and uh, kind of how you got to where you are today. I'm Tyler Cole. I live in Manchester, Iowa. Uh, recently married. Um, got four great kids. An amazing wife that handles almost everything while I'm gone. But I uh, just I drive truck. I deliver storage containers for a living. I mean, four days a week. So helps me get out on the water a little more. Um, I got into got into kayak fishing eight years ago. And I just did it. It jumped into a couple onlines because, I mean, back then there wasn't near the near the opportunity there is now. And I got my butt kicked. Like, <laughs> straight up got my butt kicked. And I'm like, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. And then 2017 come and I won the won the Iowa Angler of the Year. Went to the Tournament of Champions in Texas, won that. Qualified for Hobie Worlds in 2018. Turned around, came back 2019, won on my Angler of the Year in Iowa again. 2020, I think, was my first Bassmaster win. And then I got another Bassmaster win this year. And I'm looking for that, looking for that All-American win now. Or that the AOI. But I just I I got into it. It's it's a it's a pretty deep story. Probably not the greatest for this show, but you know, <laughs> we we had a little little drinking problem. We got rid of that and we took up kayak fishing and now here we are been nine years sober and August twenty. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. This is this has definitely taken me a lot of better places than where I was headed. So yeah, that that definitely sounds like a cool story. I would love to hear that at some point because yeah, no, I I, and I think that can benefit a ton of people too. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's one thing I've always chronicled along my journey. You know, I've never it's not something that that you can ignore in your life, you know, if, if there is, you know, there's an addiction in your life and that's where you end up. I mean, you, you have to channel to get out. And I was, I was fortunate enough to be able to just put it down and walk away from it. And then I just, I bought a kayak just for fishing rivers, just give me something to do in that time that I was normally at a bar. And, you know, it just, it really helped and it progressed to where I'm at. I mean, I've, I've, been running tournament organizations since 2018 and it's it's been it's been quite a quite a ride i was going to say i mean that's that's one thing about our sport that i guess i i think gets overlooked a lot is the therapeutic value of it and i know like i do a lot with yours on the water and it's a big it's it's a very therapeutic outfit for them and I've, i've heard about all sorts of organizations that talk about you know uh, addictions and stuff and it being a great outlet for getting away from that so yeah you know the more we can shine the spotlight on that aspect of the sport i think the better too absolutely absolutely and that's you know i mean 
every everybody falls in life you know it's just where you go with it from there you know on anybody that is battling with it today reach out i i have zero issue i'll talk to anybody about it and i'll talk i'll i that's one thing that i will make myself available for 24 hours a day so, very cool very awesome. cool awesome glad to hear it so can you, uh, you, you talked about how you, you, you fished for quite a while and got your butt kicked and then what, what changed in 2017? Can you look back and pinpoint something or? I literally 20, the, in March of 2017, I bought my first dedicated bass rod. Like I was always, a I walleyes, crappies, catfish, you know, just that we have a lot of small rivers here in Eastern Iowa. So being able to access them with the kayak was awesome. I mean, we'd go out and just smack these big walleyes. And a buddy of mine called me, and it was the end of 16, and he's like, hey, did you see these bass tournaments they're having online? I'm like, well, God, bass are stupid. We should be able to catch those. <laughs> and jumped in, and, I mean, they they worked me over. I was, I, like, I, I'd catch three 18s a month, and I'm like, God, these are pretty good fish. You know, these are big bass for Iowa. No, they, they weren't even close, you know. And so, like, I just, I started studying you know, doing a lot of study, like, but my biggest problem when I got into it was I started to, I started to watch how everybody else fished, you know, and it, everybody fishes their own way, you know, like we could sit here between the three of us and discuss, you know, techniques that work for Susie or techniques that work for you, Sean, and, and none of us had fish it the same, you know, yeah. so it was, it was more of a, a study in, you know, what the bass do, where they're at, you know, because it's like I said, if you, you know, no matter if bass is hungry or not, it's going to eat if you drop something on its head. You know, it's, it's like the tub of popcorn. You just got back from a buffet. You sit down at the, you sit down on the couch. Somebody <laughs> set the tub of popcorn next to you. You're eventually, you're going to eat it. That's all. I mean, that is a, that is a largemouth bass through and through. Dan and, Perry uh, used to be on our show and he used to call that the Dorito bite. You know, you yep, put a Dorito exactly. in front of somebody and even if you're not hungry, yep. you put that Dorito there long enough and eventually you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to eat the Dorito. Yep. So much truth in it. I mean, there, <laughs> I mean, how many times you made five, six, seven casts in there, you know, we're not going to get up and walk to the kitchen to get popcorn, but if it's sitting next to us, we're going to eat it. So. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I started studying like, you know, how bait fish move and what, you know, what they do, the crawfish, what they do, what the, the seasonal patterns of bluegills, and just kind of started to tie it all together, you know, rather than worrying about the technique that I was, I was using, I was trying to figure out, you know, where all those things come together. And once you learn, like, because you can go through your year almost week to week, and the bass are doing just about the same thing, you know, so as long as like I took tons of notes, I have notebooks upon notebooks at every outing. And okay. once, once I write it down, then it's just, it's sunk in, you know, but I can go back and be like, all right, so I'm going here on this certain time of this time of year and I can compare it, you know, and it's, it's really good information to have. And you'll notice that you can look back on it quite a bit too. And just, you know, say, all right, you know, you got certain craw certain times of crawfish spawn, you got certain times of shad spawn, the bluegill spawn, the crappie spawn, you know, they all tie together as bait to keep these things eaten. So interesting. I, that's one thing, you know, I, I have heard, you know, uh, pretty consistently is 
that you know logging your outings is yeah. is really good and it's something that i i don't do as well i i like i i use the you know what was the uh the button that everybody had on their hats for a while uh angular, angular. yeah angular. yeah and i used that for a while and didn't you know do it religiously and yeah. and now i i do i use a different app that just records my my location and my catches but yeah. it definitely doesn't give me all the information like if i actually uh went home and sat down and documented it you know water temperature wind conditions water clarity all that stuff you know and, and old then, fronts you know, yep old fronts yes. are huge because as tournament <laughs> anglers we battle them every weekend there's a tournament it is just a given temperature yep. drops temperature swings you know the wind dying out everything like that it's i mean it's all correlated together and, and knowing you know how to handle that say you're crushing it in practice and then exactly what you're saying is you know yep. tournament day comes and here comes the good old cold front to yeah. change everything everything that you spent a few days nailing down and to know how yep. to pivot with that is yep. definitely what makes a difference yeah and i mean your your time on the water you know everybody asks they're like why how are you so successful it's like because i literally when i first started i spent five six seven days a week on the water after work Every weekend didn't matter if it was snowing, raining, hailing, thunderstorms, nasty cold fronts. Like I was trying, I would, I want an information overload so bad that, you know, I just, I want more. I want more. And I mean, I've been out on, you know, been out on the trail for, it's been seven years now. And like, I found there's been one time that I didn't know the pattern, you know, because like you have rising water. The fish move to the bank, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. muddy water. They move to cover. All right. It basics. Now you have dropping water and it turns muddy. The Bassmaster Classic Possum Kingdom. And I skunked two days. Because <laughs> I just I didn't know what to do. And you know, it just it's just stuff like that, you know, like you'll learn, you know, how to, how to make your adjustments, you know, whether you're fishing just standard lake or whether you're fishing reservoir or whether you're fishing, you know, your oxbows or your rivers. I mean, everything is so much different out here and everybody kind of keys in on one thing, you know, like, so you watch the elites and they're really good on, you know, the Southern lakes, you know, like your Toledo bends, your forks, your Rayburn, stuff like that. Well, then you get them into the Northern swing and they're just lost. You know, so it it takes that's yeah. I mean, <laughs> these northern fish are way different than the southern fish, and that's I tell these guys from up here. We go to Texas every year. We've been going down there for seven years now, and I tell them I'm like these are they're a different animal. You know, they're they're not the same fish we have up here. You know, they'll go from two to twenty two feet overnight because of a four point pressure drop. You know. And it's like, come on, <laughs> ours up here, they're on every piece of structure we have. Right, right. No, and I, I've heard that. And, and you know, for folks like myself who just don't get to travel that much, like I, I, I've i spent my whole life in the northeast, really. And, you know, I, I venture to Dale Hollow. That's about the farthest I've traveled. So, yeah. you know, you put me in Texas and I'm sure I'm going to struggle, you know, at yeah. least a little bit, you know, until I get my feet under me. But. Yeah. But yeah. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. 
The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. And just because you watch YouTube and you see, you know, you know, the tactical bassing guys crushing it on a bait, you know, they're half the time fishing the California Delta, which isn't going to mean squat to me fishing the Susquehanna river, you know? Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's the big thing too. You know, everybody looks at the YouTube videos and they're like, Oh, look at that. They're just crushing them here. It's like, yeah, but how many hours did they video before they could put together a 22 minute clip, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's, it's just the time on the water is huge, you know, and paying attention to your little details is, is the biggest, you know, like Texas this year, when I was down there, I literally was sitting in 10th place after day one. And I'd ran, I, I found an area on the map that looked a lot like our river here, the Mississippi, that's, that's my home body of water. And it, there's a river that flows into Lake of the Pines and there was just kind of an offsetting little jet, little dog leg in it. And I'm like, that's gotta be clear water because there's no current flowing in it. There's no main flow going into it, but it's still going to have, you know, your wind change. So you're going to be able to keep fishing there. And we got into town on Monday and I went out and I fished it. And sure enough, the bigs were there. They were in there spawning. They were up in the buck brush. And I mean, I, I literally, I ran through it once real quick and hung 94 and I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> I left it all week long and I went back on Friday for the tournament and they were gone. They were done. Spawn. Oh. All that was left was the males. <laughs> and so I, I learned an interesting lesson that day that bass will spawn and run. So and the river that was there was just it was so muddy like you couldn't you couldn't even back off to try to find them you know because everything comes up in steps you know in the same way when they move back out they move out in steps and so once you once you kind of have those steps in place you can chase them but i had nothing and so i literally i just i flipped plan and i went to a different spot and you know paying attention to detail paid off in that tournament because I fished one area. I caught one real good fish in the morning. Other than that, I had four when I was going to run to the next cove. And I got to the next cove. And I mean, I'd caught, I'd caught fish there on Tuesday, but they weren't, they weren't quality. You know, they were 16, 17. And as we know in Texas, that's, that's (laughs) not. And I went back into this little jetty and I was throwing just a, 
just a little swim bait. I mean, and I caught one fish in there. Well, I was, I was coming out. I watched the gap, the grass move like this fish took off. And I'm like, I haven't seen a carp in this place since I've been here. So sure enough, I started to target just the little sticks of grass that were sticking up. And in the next two and a half hours, I put up 104 inches. <laughs> and that's that's crazy that in so if you if you wouldn't have happened to see that one right. fish move, yeah, how long would it have taken you to, oh. to start targeting that? Yeah. That was this cove I was in, there was 80 boats in there. I mean, it because there's a there's a college tournament going on and a high school tournament going on at the same time, and they're all just flipping Texas rigs, you know, because that's what you do in Texas. But <laughs> I mean, this guy, I had two guys, I went out to this little island and it just had some of that grass. And that's all I looked at the rest of the day was once I saw that, because I literally, I went up to the next point and there was some grass sticking up and I caught a 20 off that. And then I shot over to this island and I caught, I caught a 19 and a half. And then I caught two 17s back to back, an 18 and a half, a 19 and a half and a 22. Oh, wow. And these two guys in a boat come flying over to me and they're like, dude, we just watched you throw back like 20 pounds. He's like, we're sitting on 16. Like, what are you throwing? And I'm like, just a black chatterbait. Like, that was it. And I was just waking it, you know, keeping it up high in the water column because mm -hmm. it got really cold. We had a really hard cold front. And I literally, I think those fish had moved up and were just sunning themselves coming off the post spawn. Or, you know, right in that, just a few days later. But, I mean, just crazy like that, you know. And it's just those those little details, you know, that make such a difference when you're out there. You know, you see so many guys fishing with earphones in and everything else. And they're just, they're just chucking and whining, you know. And you get, you get to that point in the day where you're like, all right, this is stupid. But like I said, I've won way more tournaments from noon to three than I ever have from six to nine. Okay. So. So it, it pays to, to, to definitely pay attention to your surroundings and yeah. whether that's, you know, following the birds or, you yeah. know, I, I've heard that so many times and, you yeah. know, uh, just keeping your eye out for bait fish or, you know, all sorts of little things that w might make a difference in putting a pattern together. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's huge you know it's it's like we i've had a discussion the other day you know with smallmouth you know if they're not if they're not biting one thing change color because they're so they're so sensory overloaded they're the most horrible fish in the world and they shouldn't <laughs> like if i could eat every one of them i would because <laughs> i i fish like I bet 15, 20 tournaments up on the Mississippi River, and I'm bound to determine to win a tournament up there on smallmouth. And a couple years ago for the Hobie, I'm like, all right, perfect. Ran out to this rock point. I mean, nobody knows where this rock point's at. It's it's something I, I stumbled upon it. I'm like, I literally put up 92 inches of smallmouth and seven casts. Oh, my gosh. This is it. This is Yeah, it. you got this. Yeah. This is like, I, get out of here. I'm leaving. Yeah, I caught one 10 inch fish before 11 o'clock on tournament day. Uh, like, I hate those stupid things. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, I did the same thing. Uh, I fished the uh, Hobie BOS on the Susquehanna, and that's my home river. 
And I thought, oh man, I got this. If, if there is a plate, a body of water, I know it is this river. And then I went, uh, uh, Ethan Jett came up and him and I fished it together. Uh, and, um, I, I call, I struggled. I could not find fish. I was like, what is going on? They were nowhere near where anywhere where I thought they would be. Yeah. And I was like, I felt so bad because I had told Ethan, I'll, I was like, come up, I'll show you where they are. And then I, yeah. I felt bad because I, I totally led him astray because <laughs> uh, I just didn't have it. And I, I felt so silly. I, I think I finished, you know, uh, somewhere in the bottom third. Yep. But uh, I, I was like, if, if any place I should have known what I was doing, it should have been there. But but. Yeah. It was humbling, but uh, it was yeah. so fun, you know, and, oh, and, and just to be able to say I fished with those people, you know. Right, exactly. <clears throat> and that's, I mean, there's there's some absolute hammers in this game. I mean, that like the ones you show up and you just shiver. It's like, <laughs> here <laughs> yeah. we are. You're just like, Here's oh. another. I wonder <laughs> if I can make this out to donation instead. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, it might save you on taxes a little bit, yeah, if you can write it <laughs> off as a tax donation. Right? Yeah, just let me have this one. But, right. I mean, it was it was the same way at St. Clair this year. You know, we got out to St. Clair, and oh. I was catching catching fish in eight, nine foot of water pre-fishing. I mean, hung 90-plus every day we were there. And I'm like, this is, you know, because I've, I've been there twice, and I, that place just, I love it. There's, it's there's amazing. Nothing I've been once. <laughs> yeah. And it's a place that will force you to become good with your fish finder. Like yes. if, if you don't use your fish finder, well, it's a tougher place to fish, but it, it makes you dedicate the time to it. And that's, that's where I really jumped on the live scope bandwagon this year because I got out there and I mean, I could just scope them in the weeds and you know, you'd watch them move around, and I caught that. It was a 21-and-a-half-inch smallmouth out there, and I I literally I had the scope on him. Like, that's a big mark, and I threw to it. And, I mean, this this is how professional I am. I threw to it, and I watched the bait start sinking, and then the fish and the bait disappeared. Like, I didn't even see it move. Huh. And I'm like, God, that's weird. So I grabbed the handle of the live scope, and I'm like, where did this thing go? Like. And then all of a sudden, it just starts shaking. <laughs> and I stopped the hook, and I'm like, wow. That was probably the most ridiculous thing ever. You know, so, you know, that's, I hear it all the time. They're like, you should, you're, you got to be so good at that. It's like, no, I, I'm terrible. <laughs> you know, I'm human just like everybody else is, you know. And that's the biggest thing to realize is that it's just, it's all about that time on the water and just, you know figuring the stuff out you know watch your videos like like when i prepare like i got i got pool 13 14 next weekend and i don't have a sniff of what's going on like i've been there three times and i have literally caught two fish and i just <laughs> I, I don't know what to do so it's been nothing but youtube video after youtube video you know just not even so much what they're doing but just seeing the kind of areas that they're in you know whether they're relating to rock or whether they're in the weeds or whether they're on the points or the wing dams, you know, cause it all plays on that river. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. So, so, you know, video study is part of your prep and your yeah. map study too, I guess. Cause you mentioned about seeing that spot yeah. on the, that reminded you of your, of the Mississippi. And yeah, 
so the first thing I'll do, like if we're headed to do a new lake that I've never been to, I mean, even if I have been to it, I still, I run, I pull up Google maps first and I just go through areas, you know, and like, you'll see the, you'll see the differences in the watercolors. You'll see, you know, if you zoom in, you can get what kind of vegetations there for the, you know, if it's exposed. So if it's got pads or laydowns, you know, rocks, you can find all that stuff on there. Where like, so I use the Hummingbird One Boat Network is what I use for my mapping because it's so detailed and you can set your colors up so you can literally look at a place. You can, you can draw the map in and you can go, all right, that's a spawning flat. All right, this is the closest, deepest water. They're going to be, you know, or whatever you need to do for the time of year. And so that's, that's where I really start. I mean, that's, that's big. Never just show up to a place and go, ah, I got this because, <laughs> because you don't, I've that's tried the, it. It doesn't work. You know, that's the quickest way to humble yourself pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. But the biggest thing about it too, like I tell guys, like every, every tournament I've ever been in one, I got rules. Like, one, I never fish against anybody. I'm fishing against the fish in the water. You will never see me pull up to a tournament and go, well, I'm going to kick your butt today. No, it doesn't work that way because it doesn't matter how good you are. You come off that water, it's 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 a level keel all day long. You know, this, the second biggest one is tournaments are between eight and nine hours. So I need one bite per hour. That's what I need. You know, so many people get to 10 o'clock and they spin out. They're like, oh, my God, I haven't caught a fish all day. Like, what am I doing? No, like you still got you still got five hours. Heck like, yeah. You're you're still in the ball game. You know, if you pick up three good bites in the morning, you got you got one bite every four hours. You know, I mean, that's and it's all about mindset, you know. Right. And never trust your pre-fishing is my third my third rule because you're literally fishing yesterday's pattern you're not fishing today's pattern there i have never had like maybe a handful of times of the 150 tournaments i fished that i literally went out and did the same exact thing all day long like i did the day before hmm. and you know that's i had an old guy tell me he was he'd been in tournament fishing all the way back to the red man's and he told me straight out, he said, you're fishing yesterday's pattern, kid. He's like, don't. He said, fish today. He said, don't worry about what happened yesterday because it's a totally different day. And it's it's been a huge help. I mean, it, it's amazing how many times you go out there and, you know, like I said, you, you take all those factors together and you put them together. And so you're fishing yesterday's pattern until 10 o'clock. Well, then you're spinning because... Well, I'm not catching any fish. Well, I just caught them here yesterday. You know, why aren't they here today? Well, because it's a different day, you know. And then all of a sudden you look at the board and you're like, well, I wanted to beat this guy. Well, now you're spinning even harder. Yeah. Just got to go fishing. I mean, that's, there's not a person that gets in this game that can't go to and can't pick a lake on a map on a random day, any day, and go out and catch five fish out of it. They might not be the biggest fish, but they can catch five, always. So now you, all you have to do is find that different class of fish, and you're right in the money every time, you know. And that's just just what it takes. 
Interesting. Yeah. And that, you know, you talking about the mental game too, that, that, I mean, it is so huge because the second, the second I start that spin, it's, it's downhill, man. And I start fishing differently. I speed up when I, you know, I, I find I'm like, you know, yeah. everything changes and, you know, it, and that's just a, a, a ticket to, you know, yeah. the wrong side of the, the standings. So. Yep. Well, I was in a cash tournament a couple of years ago and there's a kid there. That's the way he is. He comes to every tournament to beat me. And we we're I mean, we're really good friends. You know, don't ever get me wrong there. Like we're really good friends. But I know he likes to spin out. It was literally the lines in at six o'clock. And this is a lake that it takes a limit of eighteens to win, you know. And I caught a fifteen and a half as he was coming down the dam towards me. I ran all the way down and was working back toward him. So I literally I held that fish by my side and we worked we were worked all the way down to each other and I'm like I picked it up with the rod and he's like, man, that looks like a decent one. I'm like, no, nah, it won't help. <laughs> a quarter after six in the morning and just ruined him. <laughs> the kid was spinning. He's like, you got a limit already? I'm like, yeah. I said, I said, 15, 16s ain't going to help me. And I hadn't caught, that was the first fish. That's awesome. Caught, you know, but <laughs> I mean, it's so much fun to get in people's heads because they just, you know, they just they let it get to them and it's like guys at the end of the day no matter what doesn't matter how much money's on the line doesn't matter none of it like you have to look back and enjoy that day of fishing oh yeah you know remember because, the reason why you're out there in the first place exactly exactly and that's and once i once i put that together like being able to just go fish you know, like I tell everyone, because they're all, well, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do this. And it's like, yeah, I'm just going fishing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to go play what plays right, you know, and just hope it works out, you know, because all of us have had amazing days on the water, like epic. And you come to you come to awards and you're like, well, how did I get fourth? You know, like I'm not like I don't even get a picture taken here. Like, what's the deal? You know, this is my best day here ever. Yeah. So I had one of those where I thought for sure I had big bass. I called a 21 and a half inch smallmouth, and like every other tournament I ever fished, that would have been easily big bass. And then I yeah. roll it in expecting, and then uh they're like, Oh, big bass goes to Mike for 22 inches. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh man i was so mad i was like i finally yep. got it and uh yep same thing so yeah i've been on i've been on both ends of it i've been on the on the guy standing there going yeah you you're your good day is not gonna make it and yeah. then i've been there like oh man i you know like you're thinking i'm not one to like get back to the ramp and blow about it i'm just like yeah i got this in the bag and then you're like wait wait you get call on me like you guys forgot about me you know <laughs> you check those, check that like again? Four yeah. more than what you have you know yeah right well but i i still look back at that fish though and know it's my pb smallmouth and mm -hmm. it's still you know a, a fish i'll remember forever you know yeah absolutely so. and that's that's one thing big thing my wife's taught me is she'll always message me no matter where i'm at in the standing she always messages me and tells me she's like stop take a deep breath and look around she's like enjoy your day she's like enjoy it and i'll tell you what since since i've started doing that the last three years like it's i mean there's been some awesome days on the water that's a good wife 
Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> trade her for anything in this world. That's a good wife. <laughs> and, you know, talking about, you know, like you hear people talking about, you know, confidence and everything about, yeah, pre-fishing, I feel really confident on this pattern and everything. You know, your confidence is just, I'm just going fishing. Yeah. You know, and, and that just in itself is confidence. You know, I mean, you're not banking on like anything in particular. You're like, I'm just going fishing. That is my confidence right there. And like that just, I think that is, that says a lot more than just saying, yeah, I'm confident because of what I did yesterday. It's like, no, you're confident because you're here. To After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan, for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, you yeah. know, so that's a very awesome aspect to kind of look at things, too. Yeah, and, I'm, you know, at the end of the day, like, we're all going to miss patterns. We're all going to miss, you know, we're all going to miss a bite. We're all going to lose a fish. There's nothing, nothing in this world drives me more crazy than a guy that comes back to the ramp when somebody has won the tournament and went, well, I would have beat you if I'd have got that fish in. No, yeah. you wouldn't. Have. You didn't get that fish in. Go to your truck and go home. <laughs> like you do not. No, like everybody loses fish. Like there's nothing like you don't take away somebody else's win, you know, because, right. well, I could have beat it. No, you couldn't. Have. You didn't. You, you know, didn't. Right. right. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got the fish in the boat and you didn't. So that's. Yeah. Yep. And that was like one of my biggest, like even my, this one, this, this, whatever it's at here, the championship at lacrosse. <laughs> Like, I've been dying for that, you know, because I ran that tournament for a couple of years. And, like, it was so hard to watch and not be able to fish it being home water. But there is nothing, nothing that compares to that, that win. Like, it's nothing compared to watching Nick Burnt accept his trophy up there or his, his, his deal. Because he's like... He literally got up there. He's like, oh, you know, I want to thank my parents. And, like, I watched Bassmaster on TNT when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> now I'm standing up here fishing with all these guys. And, like, that's where you remember where you came from, you know. And that that moment was huge to me to watch that guy come up, you know. And he is he's, – oh, he's such a great guy, you know. And, like, just to see those kind of moments, you know. and yeah. To take joy in seeing somebody else, you know, yeah. have their yes. moment, you know, yeah, right. and, yes. and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was so neat to see that, you know, and then to watch him cash again last weekend at at the Great Lakes up on or two weeks ago up at 
up in northern Wisconsin, up there at the Minocqua Roadrunner. You know, it was it's so cool. Like, cause he's still paddling. Like, he's out there paddling, beating the wind up. You know, and we're out here, you know, running around trolling motors with six thousand dollars worth of electronics on it. And, yeah. You know, get all so, the bells and whistles. You know, yeah. we're riding up in the Cadillacs. You know, right. He's yeah. riding up in the in the Chevy. You know? That's what I said. Everybody's like, "Oh, get into kayak fishing. It's cheaper." I'm like, "Yeah, I got about fifty five thousand and everything." Like. <laughs> No, it ain't cheaper, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're not going to my room outside. No, that. <laughs> he let me hang checks up in the in the house. So, that well, there you go. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And that's oh, just boy. this year's. Nice. Just okay. Awesome. That's a heck you of know, a year. Yeah. It's been. I mean, it's it's been an amazing year. You know, and like I said, it's it's a whole lot of just putting the time in through the years you know and like i've always been pretty consistent that's that's what i hang my hat on is my consistency you know i don't i don't care that i've won this one or won that one or been here or done that like i just want to be consistent you know like there was a thing that came out today it said kb had a 8.28 percent win percentage for his career you know that's what i want to look at when i'm done you know right well, and but, that's when you were talking about, you know, knowing how to fish down south and, and yeah. then take, you know, a different, entirely different set of skills up north and, you know, yeah. you know, rivers and, and different kinds of lakes and reservoirs. You know, if yeah. you can if you can do all of that consistently, right. yeah, you're going to you're going to do OK, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, you got north fish, you got south fish and then you got Missouri. Like, <laughs> you know, like there Eagle is rock. Yeah, they're it like they don't. They, I don't even think they have grass in their yards in Missouri. Yeah. There is not a weed anywhere. It's all rock. And I, I tell them that every time I'm down there, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna bring you guys some pads down. Start them in Table Rock. And they're gonna have 120 foot stems on them. But right. Now to, to practice that kind of stuff, is, does it just come from traveling around, or do you have stuff locally that you do you have enough variety locally that you can you can kind of practice that kind of stuff? Or um, there is absolutely nothing in Eastern Iowa. Like okay, we have, we have I wondered. I was curious. I was like, I don't think I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but it no, there's. Like... I literally have one small lake that's 88 acres. There's only 40 of it that's fishable because the rest oh. of it's all blown in and sand from the river. But, okay. but what it is, it's a, it's a trout stream dumps into it. And so, it, like, I get to fish spawn from July, you know, from April till July, just depending on which edge of the lake you're on. But, I mean, as for practice, it's it's been a lot of traveling, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, we have a lot of good lakes two and three hours south. And I will I'll load up on Friday morning and take off and then come home, you know, and just fish as much as I can. You know, and that's so many people when they're practicing, they get they get hung up fishing the same place every time. Well, that's great. But that's what you're going to know. You know, you're not going to be you're not going to get over to the next lake and be like, well, this one's completely different, but it sets up the same, you know, because but the bait fish might be different. The, you know, the, the forage might be different, you know, and it's just a matter of finding the different situations. You know, so like for me, like I tried through for three years, I literally drove 
two and a half hours, three and a half hours every weekend to a different lake. And my goal was, okay, I'm going to get out on this lake. And by three o'clock, I have to have five fish. And there was five times in three years that I didn't do that. Okay. You know, measurable, true measurable fish. Right, right. <clears throat> but Iowa, too, doesn't have the big reservoir lakes. We don't have, you know, like our our big lake here is like 22,000 acres, and that's Rathman, and nobody fishes there because the pleasure boats are so bad. Yeah. But, you know, we got Boji, I think, is is one of our second biggest lakes, and it's like six or 8,000 acres, you know, and it's – we just we don't have big bodies of water so then like so when i'm looking at a big lake you know something 25 30,000 acres like i break it down into a lot of smaller lakes you know because your north end of your lake's always different than your south end you know your south end's normally more clear your north end's more normally more muddy so you just pick a good good mid-range and then just break it down and once you're in it then you can compare it to something that you've traveled around and fished and it, it just, it helps break that down just a little better. But then you get up to the North Country, and it's like nothing you've ever seen, you know, because it's, it's like a cereal bowl full of rocks <laughs> and just crystal clear water. Because, see, up until this year, I've never used a leader on any rod that I've ever owned. Wow. I've, never, I've literally been strict braid since I started. Wow. Because I didn't know any better, you know. Gotcha. Like, yeah all our waters got color and it's like you know so then i'd get like going up there last weekend i was put down to a six pound leader because i'm like well they're not eating they must be line shot everybody talks about this but i mean yeah i use i even use braid on my on my drop shot stuff on you know ned rigs wacky worms everything like wow all the way through and yet i i've i've hardly ever thrown no leader you know yeah yeah, that's I literally learned to tie one in Texas this year. <laughs> we were we were sitting around. We got a group of us from Iowa that all travel together, and I was sitting there at the table, and I'm like, "So you guys really think I need this leader?" <laughs> and my buddy Jordan's like, "You definitely need it." And he said, "I am." He goes, "I just want to break your rods when I see you tie stuff on <laughs> that's not doesn't have a leader on it." And so then I had my friend Jeremy tie my first one. And I went out the next day, and like the second cast, it broke off the leader knot. And I was so <laughs> mad because <laughs> I'd always, I'd always dabble with it every year. You know, I'd play with it, and it's like, all right, cool. And actually, I caught my PB largemouth when I was just running straight poly, like, or you know, like a copolymer, like. Mm -hmm. But it was March. It was in March. The water was forty-three degrees that day, you know. So it wasn't like that fish was fighting real hard. But, right. you know, it's it's just like I said, everybody has a style, you know, and a way they do it. And like I've, that's one thing that I've never tried to do is study somebody else's style. You know, I always just want to kind of make my own, you know, and I've, I'm a big power fisherman. Like I, I hate going slow. I will if I have to. But like for me to tie on a drop shot, like I've officially given up. <laughs> like, I'm done. It's, you know, they always call a Carolina rig the quitters rig, but no, it's the drop <laughs> shot. Once you're that? there, 
you've exercised every other option there is, you know. And I mean, no, even wrong, they catch fish. I mean, they catch piles of fish, you know. And there's there's guys that are experts at it. I'm just not one of them. I was yeah, I was just gonna say that that uh, there's plenty of people who would say, oh, drop shot's my favorite, Greg, you know, and you know that might be the first thing I try. Whereas you, yeah. you know, you hand them a crankbait, they're like, oh, I'd never catch fish on a crankbait, you know. Crankbaits so. cost you so much money. <laughs> so i fished little story behind crankbaits i fished four bassmaster tournaments i've won two i had i skunked at the classic and then i was on lake fork the year the mlf was down there the, the year mark daniels put up like 70 pounds in a day and i was literally catching them on a square bill the day before and I had 79 and a half inches in four fish on a crankbait. And I lost my fifth one at the net. And uh. the bite I got. And so, like, since that day, I've sworn off crankbaits. I'm like, never, <laughs> never again. I'm done. Those stupid things. <laughs> but, but, yeah. So, for, like, me, I'm a power fisherman. You give me a frog, you give me a jig. You know, if I if I have to switch it up, I'll switch to a Texas rig. Tons of spinner baits. Like I love I love spinner baits because I think since the chatterbait hit the market, the spinner bait has really dropped off. So they they're not seeing it as much. Mm-hmm. You know, where every fish in the country is seeing a jackhammer and punking. <laughs> yep. You know, but so like yeah, just heavy line and get in deep. Like, I love fishing cover. I love fishing laydowns. I love fishing pads. Like, like the river this year, you know, I got in there. I literally had to, I'd run my motor on 10 till I hit the edge of the pads and my motor quit. <laughs> and then I would paddle in from there. Gotcha. And then I would just, I'd slowly, meticulously pick it apart all the way across, you know, which a lot of guys would be punching, but. I'm not I'm not a puncher because like I like my teeth. And <laughs> I've seen some bad pictures of people yeah. taking out teeth for sure. I watched a guy at Fork hit himself right here in the mouth with a two and a half ounce sinker that time. I never again. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. But but yeah, I mean, I, I love getting in the thick stuff and really, really, you know, getting into combat, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, when you break down, when you break that down, you break it down differently. Never cast to the middle of it first. Start on that outside because you're going to have fish outside and you're going to have fish deep in it. You know, start on that outside. You can pick one or two off before you bother any of these fish. And normally when you catch a couple off the end, it'll get these fish keyed up. So I mean the big the big part of me having this this clear water lake up here is I get to watch how the fish act, you know, when you're when you're flipping to them or like, you know, like frog fishing. The biggest key for frog fishing I can ever tell anybody is throw the thing to the bank. Make sure it lands on the bank. Yes. Okay. When you bring it off the bank, so a lot of those fish will sit you know, they'll sit in that shallow water facing out because that's where the bluegills are coming by. Now, all of a sudden, it hears something on the bank, and that fish will literally turn. 
Well, it takes time. Well, what most people do is they hit the bank and they rip it off there real quick. Well, as they're doing that, that fish is turning around as it's going over their head. Well, now they don't have a chance to get it. Give them that three, four, five seconds to get turned around and you'll be amazed the difference it'll make. Huh. You know, and it's just the little subtleties like that uh-huh. are, are just huge. You know, it's everybody hangs a frog up by eight o'clock in the morning. I have the most fun with a frog from 11 to 3. Huh. I've caught my biggest fish from 11 to 3. Interesting. That's and crazy. that's everybody wants it in the thick weeds, you know, like clear up tight. Nah, fish that thing out six, eight feet and slow down. You know, rip it a couple times, let it sit, give them time. They'll come get it. You know, I watch smallies on live scope come 20 feet for something Jeez. on the surface. Wow. You know, but I, yeah, I, I kind of always ruled that out because I, you know, yeah. that interesting. Yeah, it's just a matter of giving them the time to react, you know, because if they can get to it, they're going to get to it. And it's the same. Well, like Christine Fisher put out a video and this. This is what opened my eyes to it was she was fishing 100 and like 120 feet of water on Table Rock with a whopper plopper. Had wow. Him, had them on live scope at like 22 feet these spots and they were when they were coming out of the water when they'd hit the bottom of that whopper popper. they were coming so fast right right wow. wow it's just a matter of just getting them keyed up you know and when they're hungry they're they're coming i mean there's like you watch like fish in the deep slop with a frog like the worst thing to do is pull that frog away the first time let them you know when they're popping that mat they're trying to they're trying to knock it up and kill it you know, okay. I learned a lot of that fishing with uh, rat wake baits, the big 10 inch rats. Mm-hmm. They will literally come up mouth closed and, and hit push them. it up out of the water. Yeah. Well, three, four feet out of the water, they'll go back down and literally just, you just sit there and you hold it and you hold it and you hold it and you count, you count 10, 15, and then twitch it. And here they come and they just freight train it. Huh. And it's it's unreal to watch and like fishing with those big baits is something that it's it's helpful. Would I use it in a tournament? Very seldom. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But will it like going out and practicing with them? It's really nice because it'll show you the places that the big bass live. You know. I mean, if you're out here practicing with a Ned rig, you're going to catch one big fish out of 10. Right. You're practicing with that, you're going to catch one out of one that mm. is, you know, 17, 18 and bigger, you know. And so, and just knowing, because like I've always taken the fish and I put them into classes, you know. So like your your 10 to, your 10 to 14s, they're, they're the, that's the little kid class, you know. You can, they'll eat anything. It doesn't matter. Like, you can go anywhere and you catch one that size. Yep. And then, you know, you get to the 15 to 17s. All right, you got to be, you know, you got to kind of have your stuff together a little bit, you know. Like, know where they live, know where they're at, you know, have an idea. They, they're they the ones that really school up and group up. Well, then you get to that, you get to that 18 to 20. Those fish live in specific areas. There's never a lot of them in a group. You know, well, I can't say never like around here. They're not, but you know, 
that you get that 20 plus category of fish and that's a special fish like you literally you have to work hard for those you know you have to have everything together they're the ones that are going to ditch it they're going to you know they're going to throw that hook they're going to do everything and if it's a small mouth they're going to drive right to the bottom to try to mm-hmm. knock that hook out they're going to run for your trolling motor they're you know <laughs> they know they, they, they don't get to be that big by right. not knowing how to do that yeah exactly. yeah Yep. You know, and so like the biggest thing, like keying in on the different, you know, your different size, size classes is huge when it comes to tournaments too, you know, because if you're going out and you're, you know, you're dragging a crankbait over rocks and you're catching a ton of 15 inch fish, well, that's what you're going to catch. You know, you can't, you can't expect to go out there game day and catch 18s, you know, that's like you caught 15s there. That's what you're going to catch game day. And I mean, there's, there's times they'll move, they'll switch around, but it's normally the opposite way. I was catching 18s in practice and now they're 15s on game day, you know, yeah. make yep. you look like a total liar. <laughs> well, especially when you're, here. you're, you know, you're, you're fishing the spawn and then the females leave and you're left with just the males and they're like, oh, wow, this is a totally different class of fish. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's how you put up 83 inches in Texas. <laughs> Uh. oh shoot yeah i mean it's just you know like i said just just find you know find what works for you you know i i've literally watched at least two youtube videos every night before bed for seven years now and if i can just find one little thing in there you know and then when you're out on the water it's like oh wait maybe i should try that you know, when, I, when you were talking about, you know, you know, how to, you know, fish just slightly differently. I, I went out on the river yesterday with a, a buddy of mine for the first time on his boat. And um, we were talking about fishing eddies. And I remembered a Jeff Little video where he talked about when you, you, you find the obstruction that creates the eddy, don't pull right up and cast right behind that rock. He said you start at the very bottom where the eddy just tails out. You fish yeah. the tail of the eddy first. Then you fish the main body of the eddy, and then only after you've tested both of those spots do you fish right behind the obstruction that's creating the eddy. Because so many people dr- like go right over top of the yeah. tail out of the eddy, and there's fish there. So yeah. you know, and and he's like, "Oh yeah, I never even thought about that." And and I wouldn't have thought about it either had I not seen that yeah. that one epi- or video that he did and where he talked about that. So yeah, yeah, and I mean, like smallmouth, we have we have tons of smallmouth here in rivers and stuff like that. The biggest thing they'll find with a smallmouth is, you know, like you'll have the obstruction, you know, that's causing the eddy, or you'll have a chunk of something, you know, say you're in a lake. They use that almost like a home spot, and then they roam around it, you know, Mm -hmm. looking for bait. And then when they're done, they move right back to it. And then they'll move out and they'll roam, you know, and it's just, they're so weird like that. Like I said, they're the complete opposite of smallmouth Com- or largemouth. Largemouth, yeah. Yeah. This the complete yeah. opposite. And, you know, like a largemouth wants to just be glued to that rock. He doesn't care what's going on, you know, because largemouth are just big and lazy. I mean, they just, <laughs> they don't want to move very far. And, but once, once you can get them to react, like, the reaction bite is what I look for 90% of the time. You know, I'm not, 
I'm not looking for hungry schooling fish that are feeding. You know, I've I've got to play a little more this year offshore with the live scope, which has been a lot of fun. But I I get so tired of staring at the screen. <laughs> I just I want to go run brush pile to brush pile, and I want to yank fish out of it, and you know, take a picture and throw them back. That's all I yep. want. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really liked how you described too, like, uh, you know, in your high water where you, when the water comes up, then you go to the bank and, and then if it starts dropping, then you start kind of working your way back from that. Okay. Well, where's the next spot they would go? I'll try there. And then if they're not there, then you go to the next spot they would go and, and really kind of just work spot to spot until you find where they are in that pattern, you know? Yeah. You know, yep. cause they really do, you know, they're, they are creatures of habit when, when certain things change happens, there's a, a, a reason they do what they do. And if you yeah. can, and if you know, you know, the whole pattern from start to finish, you can just right. kind of hit each spot until you find out where in that pattern they are. Yeah. There's, there's a video on YouTube. It's like an hour and 45 minutes long. A guy talks about, he actually draws a triangle on spawning flats. And the, the tip of the triangle is where they actually spawn. And then he works his way out and in pre-spawn and post-spawn and he'll work his whole way out and that's what he fishes you know say whether it's secondary points main points you know drops creek swings you know anything like that and it's 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 definitely a must watch it's i bet it's got to be seven eight nine years old because it was new when i started because when i i sat down and watched it because i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff <laughs> And like this guy, he breaks it down too. I mean, everything in it, and it's it's really cool to watch. So, hmm, interesting. I'll definitely have to look that up. So, yeah, I'll see if I can find the link for it and send it to you. Cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. cool to include in the show notes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's so much, so much little stuff like that that. You know, people can, people can pick up, you know, and like I said, you know, you watch it, you watch a video and you just, you just take something from it. Don't try to copy it, you know, because like I said, right. we all fish different. Right. You know, and just, right. you know, I mean, all these baits like me, like my confidence baits a jig. Like if I need five bites and from noon to two, I'm, I'm tying on a jig and I'm going to work, you know, and you just keep it in the water. That's the biggest thing. You see yeah. so many guys dilly dallying around and they, you know, they ball their reel up or something. They just, they're, they're over there trying to pick it out. Me, I've already got it unscrewed and thrown in the box because I know I got three <laughs> more because I suck at casting. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. That, that's, oh, that's not a bad tip. You know, I, that's you really know. not. <laughs> no, no. If you, if you see one that's balled up, just, Buy yourself cheap old reel, like whether it's one of them thirteen origins or whatever, you know, thirty bucks. Like in a tournament, in a pinch, you can use it. Right. Yeah. Was it no. my go-to reel? No. But if I ball up a frog reel, you know, because there's a lot of times I'm trying to skip under trees. <laughs> I run that old town with the trolling motor on the front, and I can't count the number of rods I broke off. <laughs> And Smacking it on that motor, yeah. the front of the thing with, and you look down and it's just exploded in your face. <laughs> like, clip, clip, 
screw it, throw it in the back, <laughs> rip the line out, cut the frog off, and throw the new reel on, thread it, and you're ready to roll. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because every minute counts. You know, I mean, there's so many people out here, you know, that have caught that fish at like 15, 20 seconds to go. You know, as like a tournament judge and a director, I've seen that a lot, you know. Yep. And yep. so now you're messing with that reel for an extra 15 seconds. It's over, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like I tell everybody, one fish makes the a year's worth of difference. You know, because like the year I won the Iowa AOI, like literally I won it by 10 points on a 10 point system. Like I and, you know, so if I lost one fish all year, I wouldn't have been the angler of the year. Wow. Terminal champions. I went down there and I caught 12 fish in two days. And the the two over or the two that I didn't that I didn't put on my card were unders. Okay. Like I couldn't. I couldn't measure them anyway. Wow! So every yeah. fish counted. Every fish counted. You know, and then that would have kept me from going to Sweden for worlds. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just gear's important. Like I'm never going to sit here and tell you you got to have top of the line gear because I won the TOC with a. There, I didn't have a rod. One of my four rods didn't cost over fifty dollars. You know, like. I'm literally running cheap $2 line, you know, I just mm-hmm. would, but nowadays would I, would I rely on that to fish the amount I do? No, but you can always start, you know, like right. I, li- I went out my first time with a spinner bait and a casting or a spinning rod. Like I had no idea. I'm like, we used to do this yeah. when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> we're throwing them big old red-eyed spoons when I was a kid on eight-pound mono, and <laughs> now I got to dial everything specifically. It's like just go back to fishing, dummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, ain't that the truth? Yeah. yeah, I started with all spinning rods. Like I didn't get into using a bait caster until maybe my third, fourth year of fishing. Yeah, yeah and that. It's what I said, you know, like when we're kids, you know, fishing with our parents or, you know, fishing just out back or running down to the creek or whatever. Like, tell me what pound line you had, because I had no idea. Right. <laughs> Whatever it came with. <laughs> I always tell my dad, dad, I need more string on my pole. You know, <laughs> like we didn't know no better and we're still catching big fish, you know, and just not a care in the world. Exactly. And, right. And right. that can definitely be translated to the tournament game. You know, don't <laughs> don't stress about your equipment. You know, don't ever think. My big thing is, like, I go to a tournament, don't ever think you're out of it. You know, because anybody can win a tournament at any time. It's just, you. I mean, the big, you know, the thing that sets people apart is the consistency of it. You know, you look at your Jody's. Your Guillermo's, your Cody Milton's, you know, all those guys are super consistent. You know, they're they're at the top of the game all the time, and repetitive repetitiveness always sinks in, and that's you know that's why everybody says these are the guys, you know, because they're always there. Yeah. You know, but there's a ton of tournaments that a guy that's never fished a tournament before wheels up and just puts the smack down on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're just like what? Right. 
You get so mad. The best is the guy that shows up. You've been pre-fishing a place for like two weeks, you know, and you're like, oh, I got him dialed in. This is going to be good. And then you get there, and this guy beats you by like eight inches, and he's like, well, yeah, I heard about this tournament yesterday. <laughs> I just figured I'd come down and see what it was about. <laughs> I was just out here having some fun, you know? Yeah, like, I didn't think anything of it. And you're just sitting there like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we had a tournament. I'll never forget this. It was the beginning of 2018, and it was one of the first years I was tournament directing, and this guy come over, and he's like, hey, we got a problem. And I'm like, what's that? And this guy had signed up for the tournament, didn't have a clue who he was. You know, and he's like, I think that guy's fishing with live bait. <laughs> I'm like, well, I said, I'll wheel over and see what's going on. Sure enough, pull up. He's got a minnow bucket. He's sitting there on the water. And I'm like, so how's it going, bud? He's like, man, we're whacking them today. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah. He said, they love these live crawdads. And he flips another one up. He had no idea. That you couldn't use live bait. Live bait, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I the, probably the very first tournament I judged, I couldn't believe how many people had horrible hog troughs. Like, oh the, my god, the, the white hog troughs. I was like, dude, I can't make out that it's a board, let alone that there's yeah. lines on it. Come on, man. Yeah, definitely. The, that's... the sharpie skills was just not. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a thing. The best. There's there's a photo. I. I'll see if I can find it. I see if I still got it, but it was, I got it sent to me. It was from a, a very, very large tournament down in the Southeast, possibly the first one ever. And the guy had taken his tourney tag and wrapped it around the fish and around the board <laughs> and just so it's holding the fish back, <laughs> taking pictures of it. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm keeping this I've, picture forever. I think I've heard of that photo before. Yep. <laughs> Oh, well, it's not going to jump, I guess, at that point. Right. I mean, whatever works, right? I mean, I, I've seen, you know, the whole uh, fish grip still in the mouth, you yeah. know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to give them points for creativity, man. I mean, hey. <laughs> right? Just holding her down. That's all I was doing. <laughs> that fish ain't going for like a new angler that wants to get into it like just read the directions you know yeah <laughs> like yes you know the rules it's to, you know it's so much more condensed today than it was seven eight years ago when it was 13 yes. pages of <laughs> well, we say the organization but <laughs> there was 13 pages of rules and you're going through it like well can i even fish like yeah you know and it's but yeah like just just make sure you read the rules and ask questions like i yes. i always had a running thing with all my guys when i was running tournaments i said here's the deal like if you got a if you got a question about a fish and you can't put it in your net and come find me or wing over to one of these guys like they'll help you oh yeah and that's another cool thing about our sport is that you know yeah. More often than not, if you ask somebody for help, they're going to help you. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. You. Would, I've seen a lot of celebrations on the water, you know, like being a tournament director and like watching these guys come up through the ranks. You know, I've been in it, been in it since 1718, you know, and 
just watching the new angler that shows up, you know, paddle kayak strapped to the top of his van. And now he's out here smacking tournaments every weekend. And, you know, and it's, it's just, it's cool to watch the come up with, with all these people and how they, how they progress, you know, and that's one thing with like on social media, you know, that's like, I probably surprise Susie when I come down a Creek at Madison chain, you know, cause I recognize, I knew who she was from social media because she's been a come up story too. You know, I mean, you started at the bottom struggling and now you're here, you know, like, Right. And it's, it's that's the cool stuff to watch is people to overcome that sort of stuff on the water and get better as anglers, you know. And like I said, the anglers nowadays are 10 times better than they used to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Shocking even sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, the new guys coming into this sport, you know, we got a couple couple young kids here in Iowa that, yeah, like. <clears throat> This old guy's gonna have to go lay down here pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. You're not kidding. Yeah. 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 You know, and there's there's so many resources available to him. And I mean that's that's the cool part. You know, like yeah. I I tell all these kids, you know, I'm like, get into it. Trust me, you won't regret it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's a lot cheaper than most things you can do in life sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depending, you know, depending, but yeah, right, helps you stay out of trouble too. And so at least get started with, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, and that's you know, like I say, you can go from mild to wild, you know, next thing you know, it becomes your next addic- addiction, and you have 30 grand in tackle and 40,000, yeah. you know, you call your insurance guy and you're like, hey, I need to. I need to insure all my equipment for about 55000 And he's like, well, you're going to have to send pictures. I'm like, well, which parts of it do you want? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what proof do you want? Yeah, I can like, show you all of it. <laughs> yeah, I can give you corners with that much in it. <laughs> <laughs> do you take panoramic views, you know? Yeah. Right. That's Tag right. Warehouse calls me every Christmas morning. They're like, hey. <laughs> We love you. Ami is getting it this year. Ami is like, they send me like six packs of beef jerky every time. Oh my gosh, it's great. 250 bucks a week. It's wow. like, yeah, I got a yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. That, don't be telling my wife though, because I tell her it's because I'm a good customer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shoot! <laughs> Definitely good times. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I, I love Omnia. They're they are my addiction. <laughs> yep. Them tackle warehouse and yep. Bass Pro. I mean, yeah, yep. got a Bass Pro in town, and that'd be all right. Yeah, I I got to drive for my Bass nice. Pro. Yeah, I mean, I it's like you know, twenty five minutes, but yeah. Oh, I got three hours in my closest one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I got about I'm 40 doing. minutes, I think. So not not as bad, but yeah. It's, it definitely helps in the wintertime because like, you know, like December, January, and I'm bored. I'm like, I'm just going to go walk around Best Pro, yeah. stare at the fish tank for a while. You know? yep. <laughs> yeah. See, we're sitting on a block of ice. So. Right. Like my wife just started kayak fishing with me, but she is a diehard ice fisherman. Huh. So like 
I I don't get a break. It's literally we're as soon as I right into yeah, yeah, as soon as I put the kayak away, it's time to get the tent out and cleaned up, make sure the heater works. And you know, it's it's time to go. Cool. Never been ice fishing. Same here. I, that's one thing I have not tried. Come on yeah. over. Heck yeah. Come on up. We'll take you. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to take you up on that. <laughs> Definitely. It's it's a blast. I mean, it's and she just she gets such a kick out of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, We've uh, definitely been talking for well over an hour, so uh, this has been awesome, though. I mean, definitely yeah. some awesome knowledge, great insight. Um, Especially the yeah. mental stuff. That's so, yes. so helpful. Yeah, that's definitely going to help me, you know, in a couple of weeks because I got my championship on way, way northern Wisconsin. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, just remembering you know okay you know remember where i'm at you know and just always you know just think yeah it can be one in the last half hour yeah you know i mean it was gosh what year was um oh what year was um oh uh the first national championship when it was down in uh shreveport louisiana was that 18 or 19. God, I can't remember now. Anyway, um, day one. Yeah, day one. I I was having a a struggle bus of a day. And then uh, I put something together in the last 40 minutes. Yeah. I was like, okay, anything can happen. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's like I said, I've won. I've. I've placed and cashed checks in more tournaments in the last three hours than I ever have the first three. Like I, yeah. I tell him all the time. Cause I, I got one buddy that he calls me all the time. He's like, so what time you launch tomorrow? 11. Like, <laughs> put it at least in the morning, you know, at least sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just, you know, and, and being able to stick it out, you know, mentality is huge when it comes to sticking it out, especially on them tough days. You know, oh, so yeah. that's the biggest thing I strive for is that five bites. You know, if I know it's like, I love the grinders. I love the days like chick. When I won the Bassmaster the first time, I literally had six bites all day. And wow. I I called my wife at the time and, or I called her. Yeah. My wife now, I guess she was a girlfriend then, but I called her at 11 o'clock and she's like, how you doing? I'm like, I, I need three bites in you know like three hours i'm like i'm i'm feeling good she's like are you confident i said yeah i said i'm throwing a frog i'm like how can you not be confident and yeah it was literally i got my last i got my last 21 and a half with like 15 minutes left wow yeah nice yeah because she's like well what if you don't get three bites i'm like then i come home with the same amount of money i would if i caught small fish you know (laughs) yeah yeah right well, yeah. it, it ain't about the money. It's about trying to make it happen, you know. Right. And right. we we rolled the dice and gambled, and we, we won that one, you know. Like, and that's sometimes you just you you know it's it's like I said it's a, it's a big situational, you know whether you're fishing for AOY or you're just showing up like the Bassmaster event on the river. Like, 
I was going to go there and I was either going to catch a big limit or I wasn't going to catch anything, you know. And at the end of the day, you just got to swallow that because, I mean, what what good is a 50-second place, you know, when you're when you're fishing one event for the year, you know. So, I mean, it's it's all about where you're, you know, how you, how you look at things, you know. Like I went to Possum Kingdom Skunk Day 1. I left the tournament because I knew the water that I had was down in areas where other people had fit or fishing and I wasn't going to step in on them just to save a little face in a tournament, you know, like it, it is what it is. You're there for all or nothing. You know, nobody remembers second. I mean, we all do. It was Joe McElroy, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, when it, when it comes to that, but where like, if you're, you know, if you're fishing AOI, then it, then you have to, you know, you gotta, you gotta stick with it and grind out everything you can. Cause I mean, every point counts. That's right. So, you know, you know, it's like, I tell guys, I'm like, hanging your hat on one wins, nothing. Hang your hat on them AOIs. Cause that shows your consistency, you know, and that, that shows whether you can hang or not, you know? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. You don't get there without, you know, ha- being consistent. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the true measure. Right. Yeah. And I mean, yep. one bad event is the difference between first and second. I mean, you know, I mean, even, yeah. and by one bad event, I mean like first or third, you know, that's how tight these points races are anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. Pretty crazy. Well, well Tyler, Tyler. Like, yeah, go ahead, Susan. You got it. <laughs> yeah, he really keeps talking. No, no, I love it, man. I, no, you know, yeah. holy cow, yeah. I wanted to give you a chance to to shout out where folks can find you, and also uh, any sponsors that you have that you want to shout out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can find me on Facebook, just under my normal Tyler Cole, and. Then on Instagram at TC Iowa Fishing, which I'm terrible at social media. Like I'm, I'm good on the Facebook thing, but I totally forget Instagrams there. So, like, it took I, me, I'm like, very similar. <laughs> yeah, it took me five years yeah. to get a thousand followers. So I'm like, yeah, we'll just stick over here. But <laughs> you know, and then like my my team range shadow bats and enterprises. They they're huge. They build my rods the way I want every year. I can't. I can't thank Bill enough for everything he does. And Al, Al was with, you know, he was at Hawkeye and then he finally retired this year. And hopefully I can talk him into building my rods for the years to come because he knows how I like them. Uh, Mossy Oak Fishing for all they do. You know, they take care of me when I'm out on the road. Everhart's Outdoor in Clinton, Missouri. You know, if I I call down and JB answers the phone, I'm like, JB, it's time to go shopping. He's like, I'll get a cart. You know, they, <laughs> like they take good care of me down there and Bassett Bates out of Rockford. Like Tim, Tim was my first sponsor and like the man has my heart. He's, he's been like a father to me, you know, and he's, he's really kept my perspective right the last seven, eight years. And I mean, like there's, there's nobody better. And there's, I'm sure half the time he's, tired of listening to me because i'm like hey what do you think about building this and he's like shut up i'm retired <laughs> but, but i mean i like the guy he's put together like we have a we have my own tc series in spinnerbait and jigs and like it took us so long to put that together because i he'd send it to me he'd go what do you think i'm like still ain't right 
<laughs> he's like, what is there to be right about about a jig? <laughs> Uh, I hear Tim saying that too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, definitely, he's he, like you call him, you call him up, talk to him on the phone, shoot him a message, you know. And his his wife is absolutely amazing. Cindy is, she's the one that she. It's just like my wife; she holds that thing together. So you know, <laughs> but yeah, that's. You know? I mean, I, 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 I stepped away from old town this year because I told him, I'm like, I, I can't commit the amount of time because like I was getting married this year and you know, I got, I got that all that we had to get done. And then I got a daughter that's going to be a senior starting oh. this year. And I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let this go that way, you know, give it to somebody that has the time to dedicate, you know, because I don't want to be on the team sitting here feeling like, Oh, you know, I should be doing more, you know, but like I told Ryan, like I will never, I will never get out of my old town. I love it, you know, sponsored or not. Like it's it's the best boat for me, you know. And I like they they did so much for me while I was with them, you know. And, and so I mean, a big shout out to them too. So, but that's about all I got. Like I keep cool. it pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll make sure we include um, links to all those guys in the show notes, and um, I'll I'll do some digging on that other video that you're talking about. If you if you yeah. haven't across it, let me know, and we'll include yeah. that too. And um, but yeah, otherwise, man, thanks for coming on and and yeah. uh, just you know helping us get our minds right for uh, if if anything. Yeah. But uh, but Absolutely. tons of other good tips too. So appreciate all of that, and um, uh, look forward to hearing the sobriety story too. Cause I think that yeah. would be a really yes. good, a really good uh, talk. So we'll, we'll talk to maybe Brian and see if that would be something you yeah. could do on the OG show or something. Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely <laughs> do something like that. Cool. So. Yeah. Well, thanks again for your time and right. um, thanks for coming on the new show and um, guys uh, go uh, check out Tyler's uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram and um, check out his sponsors and uh until next time, man, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. So have a good night. Wow, did you have a queued up soon? <laughs>